thinking outside the box and the box it came in the blind leading the nearsighted four out of five doctors recommend not listening this is cash withdrawal four out of five doctors welcome back to cash withdrawal quarantine edition day two and i never realized how I don't know how appropriate the name cash withdrawal was going to be uh, since uh, since we all have withdrawal symptoms, not just from the cashing in with TJ Miller podcast, but also just from the life that we knew before this all happened. Um, it really is like we've gone back uh, to what I would presume would be like 200 years ago in terms of how it feels. Um, it feels like there's less people in the world. It's really interesting. Um, feels like I'm trying to like let the most simple things make me happy. Um, uh, maybe we needed this. Maybe this was sort of a reset that people needed. Again, I'm just trying to think positive, but maybe there's, um, you know, maybe, maybe things were, maybe a lot of the things that were filling up our lives weren't really making us happy. Um, you know, this kind of tests my theory that, uh, you can, uh, the quarantine test my theory that you can change everything in your life i've always said like oh they've done studies people go to prison and they're just as happy as they were they after the initial adjustment that the adjustments in life are the most difficult thing that we can adjust and we end up being about as happy as we normally would have been uh, whatever that level is for each person and i wonder if that's what's going to happen here Uh, i'm optimistic it will uh so far, I feel happier for some reason. I'm, I don't know. I'm just excited about it. I think people like challenges, and I'm excited about the challenge of, okay, what am I going to do with this situation? Um, it's like a long, my wife said it's like a long uh, snow day, and I didn't have a snow day when I was a kid. Well, I had one snow day when I was a kid. Um, one day, it snowed in Northern California uh, when I was a kid. I don't know if I've told this story, but Every single day, my dad would wake me up with the words, time to shovel the snow. And uh, I'd, you know, laugh and get up. And that was his way of waking me up, time to shovel the snow. And then there was this one day where he walked in and he was like, time to shovel the snow. And he just kept saying it. And finally, I'm like, all right, dad, cool. Thanks, man. It's not that funny anymore. Time to shovel the snow. And he kept saying it. Finally, I was like, dad, seriously, stop it. And then he opened up the curtains and it was actually snowing. And, um, I screwed up my ski or my snow day. My snow day. They 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 let us home from school. We weren't didn't have to go to school. One of my brother's best friends came over, and he convinced me that if I didn't go out into the snow, that the snow would build up and we'd build a much bigger snowman. So I kind of tried to. Uh, I mean, I went out a little bit, but I'm just saying I didn't go out like I would have. Uh, and uh, we kind of waited, and he he offered to give me I don't know a bunch of boulders. That was kind of the commerce back then, boulders, like big giant marbles. So he offered me a ton of boulders. Uh, he was something that never delivered the boulders he had promised. But in any event, I didn't go out as much as I should have. I was waiting so that we could build the ultimate snowman that the whole city would be envious of. And uh, it turned out, uh, no, the snow stopped and most of it melted and uh, my snow day was ruined. Bum me out. Bum me out big time. I still, I have regrets. If I had to get in a time machine, that's one moment I would go back to. 
the snow day and do it a little bit different. But my wife was like, this is like an extended snow day. And it's like, oh, I can do all the things that I wanted to do. And uh, she said, hey, I went out and got a ton of food. We're set for weeks. We don't even have to leave the house. And I swear, I felt like we ran out today. It's day two and I had nothing to eat. And I'm thinking the quarantine diet might work pretty well for me. Uh, like I just, <laughs> I'm just living on peanut butter already. I mean, I don't know why she thought that that amount of noodles would take us into the 22nd century, but it's not going to happen. Um, it's really not been good in terms of the food situation already. Um, so I am going to go out and get some stuff eventually. And this is another thing that I'm really enjoying about this is, so many of the things that I'm giving up, I didn't really enjoy. I don't really love the social part of life. Uh, I don't like knowing I may run into somebody at a store and have to talk to them, etc. Um, I don't like knowing, I don't like feeling like guilty that people don't come over very often and hang out. Uh, I've kind of a small group of friends I like to hang out with. And, um, and I got the 12 and a half and, you know, the correspondence that we do sustains me. But I don't really need people coming and going a lot. So I'm not losing that. And I really love disguises. And this makes disguises completely uh, reasonable. Like, you know, if I want to go to Target, I already, you know, went out to the gas station with this getup. I wear ski goggles uh, with a big giant scarf around my head, hoodie, gloves, and, uh, you know, it's 65 degrees here. It has been raining, which is another bummer that this all happened. I pictured myself surfing every day, and it's been raining hard. So that further sort of depresses the situation. Again, these are not uh, big problems that I'm having. So I'm sure a lot of people out there are suffering. And uh, this podcast is just for me to vent and get it out of my system what it's like to have this level of sort of solitude. Although I have the two kids and the wife, uh, I'm not really in touch with, with many people at this point. It feels like everyone's kind of spread to their, you know, edges of the universe. And uh, I thought it'd be something meaningful for me to just sit down and have some quarantine episodes, just kind of look back on it and be like, this is what that was like <clears throat> when pretty much the craziest thing you've ever experienced in your lifetime happened. This is just so unprecedented. It's just sort of like, what, what is happening? I never even considered anything like this could happen. My fears were always like some type of war, you know. I always make the speech that all I want from my government is for them to keep me safe, really. I don't want them getting involved with social issues or even the economy as much as they can stay out of it. But if... if uh, in this instance, uh, I just didn't see this coming. This was a weird one and a really terrifying one in a lot of ways. Um, as the numbers grow every day in Italy and we realize we could go down, we could already be in that predicament if we don't really uh, separate ourselves from each other. That it's just completely imperative that we just keep our distance from each other because the hospitals can't get overrun. Uh, there's only so many beds for people and so many healthcare workers and we need to uh, make sure that this this thing spreads out over a year whatever it's going to be rather than all in one week so that's I think the strategy and it makes a lot of sense I don't think a lot of people understood that I never I didn't understand it a week ago 
but now it seems more clear that that's uh, what we need to do. Um, in any event, I'm looking forward to going to Target with that full getup and not feeling embarrassed at all. The next time I fly, I'm going to be fully, fully just immersed in my clothing. And um, now I'm justified for being that way. And I kind of like that because one thing that the world has become is, I mean, when you live in Los Angeles and a lot of people live out in the country, they might not feel it as much, but it just seems like there's so many people and um, it's sort of uh, stifling at times. I love it when I'm on stage and after the shows, but um, the amount of travel that we do, uh, the airports and how busy they've become and just how busy and full each plane is, it becomes like uh, pretty, pretty tough. So, you know, in some ways, this is another sort of silver lining. I'm just looking for silver linings. Terrible things are happening. Don't get me wrong. But uh, these are just the things I'm trying to remember to make myself feel better about a bad situation. Um, I also learned that chess burns a lot of calories. So I'm going to play my son at chess a great deal and see how that uh, see how that works. Today was my son's birthday, my uh, youngest one. Took a five and a half mile run, which is a record for the kids. They try to break a record every single time they leave the house. And um, I make speeches about what heroes they are and the glory that they're experiencing. I say things like, there's no other five-year-old or seven-year-old that's doing this today. They're all watching TV. I make it sound like all seven-year-olds are completely lazy bastards. Um, but uh, we took a jog and uh, I smashed my cell phone. The screen broke. Um, I was trying to keep the run interesting for my kids. So I had us do what we call beam work. I make it sound much more dramatic than it is. It's just uh, we go up on this like tight like cement portion of the sidewalk that's really narrow. Um, and we run on that part. Um, and try not to fall off. And that makes things more like a game for the kids if they're getting tired on our jog. And, of course, I fell off, smashed my cell phone. And I didn't realize how connected I feel to my cell phone now during this crisis because it's my connection to the outside world more than it was. Uh, you know, I was always a guy that was, like, turning off my cell phone. And, uh, you know, it's my joke that, you know, we need to communicate less and that, my wife, we've been married 15 years. She has me listed eighth in her emergency contacts. I'm always like saying stuff like that and um, how it bothers me that your cell phone has a do not disturb button. I mean, isn't that your cell phone's acknowledgement that is disturbing you like every second of every day? Why isn't that the default position? Why isn't the cell phone just set up out of the box where it won't disturb you, and then you have to set it up where it will disturb you. How about that? Sort of like when the cell phone um, asks you if you want, if it, you know, if you can uh, choose, you know, let let the cell phone know your location. I mean, that question made sense with maps, that kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense to me uh, when it's not maps, when it's something different, when it's like some app. I'm like, why does um, I don't know? Let me look at my apps right now. Like, why does, um, I mean, you can understand why Tile would, would want to know where you were because maybe they're going to try to find your stuff or whatever. Um, but why does, I don't have many apps, so this, this might not be working out too well, but um, 
Flickster, that's a movie app. I mean, that makes sense. Flickster wants to know where you are so they can tell you what movies are nearby. But some of them are ludicrous, you know, like uh, um, I'm looking at this. Um, oh, I don't know. Why does Southwest Airlines need to know where I am at all times? I mean, I can let them know. Why does Calm, the uh, it's a meditation site, which by the way, Calm, Calm bummed me out pretty bad. Um, calm, when I go to sleep at night, I, uh, I like the sound of raindrops. So calm gives me some raindrops, uh, in the background. This is if I can't sleep four in the morning or if I'm in a hotel, uh, and I just need a little bit of ambiance. I'll put the, you know, it'll drown out the sound of the next door, uh, people in the room next door or whatever else. So I'll put calm on and now calm is like. The other night, it's like four in the morning, I can't sleep, put calm on, and up pops the face of uh, LeBron James. I, I don't dislike LeBron James. I don't, I don't need to see his face on my phone at four in the morning when I'm trying to sleep. Uh, nothing to do with his face in particular, but just like, he's not an athlete I'm like a fan of. I don't really want to like get into how he switched and played for four different teams or whatever else. I don't want to... You know, I have nothing against him, but I'm saying like he's not, I'm not a fan of him. You shouldn't have to turn on your phone. And I'm not a fan of Matthew McGonaghy or whoever you pronounce his name. I don't want to turn on my phone and see his face either. There's nothing calming about that. That doesn't make me feel calm. Just go ahead and have these. I don't want to see the faces even of the people that are doing the meditations. I hate it when they do that, when they show you uh, what the guy looks like. We want just a, a voice unattached to anything. To, to stay calm. Uh, we don't need the faces of the people. Then we picture those people. We don't need it. You don't need to meet me. If you just enjoy the podcast, I totally understand uh, how disappointing it is when you meet people who you've enjoyed listening to them talk and then you see them. Uh, I think hopefully it's a little different when you see me do stand-up because stand-up is a whole different genre as this podcasting thing that we've been doing in a lot of ways. Um, so hopefully what I bring to the table is a stand-up it's almost a separate thing altogether. It's like a separate guy almost. But I totally get it where it's always disappointing when you meet people who you've listened to. And I don't need to see people's faces on calm anyway. And they don't need to know where I live. That doesn't make me feel calm to let <laughs> calm know where I live at all times. There's too much information. There really is. Uh, my son turned seven today and... His grandmother gave him a Amazon Fire. And Amazon Fire just keeps asking, like, you know, to have Alexa, you know, Alexa involved in the whole thing. And it's just a way for all of them just to spy on us. I just feel like we need to be really cautious about these three big businesses that make electronics and uh, putting microphones in our houses. I'm very paranoid about that kind of thing. And it could only get worse if we all have to stay in our houses for parts of the next year so we're gonna be real careful i would not have a speaker in my house that i talk to like it's a person because that speaker will be listening um and if you don't think that's true they've already i mean they they just seem to know every time you do anything on the computer they seem to know what you're shopping for everything else why would it stop with shopping maybe they're going to start monitoring other things like when you're not in your house is that paranoid yes uh, i'm paranoid about a lot of stuff 
and it's only going to get worse with me being quarantined here. Um, I sent tassels home. If you're curious, if you listen to the old episodes, uh, tassels was my secretary. Uh, I have not been able to get any guests. I'm having withdrawal symptoms from talking to TJ. I haven't talked to him for about a week. We've we've kind of missed each other. I'm I, I hope he's doing well. I uh, I miss doing the show with him. I'm looking forward to us uh, getting back together. Maybe doing some uh, pods across the uh, country or something together, like. Uh, using USB microphones and see how that works out, do them on our computer or something because people aren't traveling like they used to right now. So I'm really looking forward to uh, to doing some more cashing in uh, episodes with him. So uh, me doing this has no um, you know implications as far as that goes. I, I love I love doing cashing in with TJ Miller. It's one of the great great things I've been able to do in my career and I've just enjoyed the heck out of it. Uh, this is just me doing therapy for myself. And maybe when I start putting these out there, you can write me a note on Facebook on the cashing in with TJ page and let me know if you think it's, uh, uh, interesting or anything to listen to. And if you have any questions, maybe we could do some Q and A's, uh, maybe, maybe not a triple banger, but, or, or a maskers, but just, you know, questions you may have, maybe I can answer some of those. And, uh, eventually, Maybe we could do a chat line with uh, what I would presume would be six and a fourth listeners. So thanks for listening. Hope you're uh, doing okay with your quarantine. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Dishes.